Welcome to the Elite Life with Trisha and Kylie. This is where we'll teach you how to develop grit, give yourself grace, and succeed in real estate. So let's dive in. Welcome, 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 friends, to another episode of the Elite Life Podcast. And today we have a special guest for you who's going to run down the pros and cons to property management, real estate investing, um, project development, and just the art of putting people first and making sure everyone has an, an excellent client care experience. Yes, I'm extra excited about this too because as I've shared, I've got experience in the property management world and it can be a very thankless job (laughs) between the owners and the tenants Um, but every company is different so I'm super excited uh, to welcome our very very good friend Tracy so say hello hello thanks for having (laughs) me guys so um to give us a a quick short kind of rundown uh Tracy is an associate broker at our at our firm Elite Realty and uh, she also has a property management company a build and design company uh renovating homes and she's not only licensed here in Michigan um but also in Florida and she brings all these amazing skills together um to give her clients the absolute ultimate experience in real estate um and you take such good care of all your clients with such Mm -hmm. passion and you just love on everybody. Um, And what I really love is that you just, you work in Detroit, you're helping these investors get their properties in Detroit, get them ready to go and really just revitalize that community. Because I think we all just really love um, Detroit. It's got so much history. We love, we love everything that we stand for. So I'm super excited that you're here today. So let's start at the beginning though, Tracy. We, We know where you're at now. How did you get here? Tell us your story. What what uh, what brought you to real estate? What just started? A little bit about you. My long sword. Yeah, from the start. Yes. Yeah, give us the juicy start, details. Uh, start at the beginning and end at the end. That's what Kaya says. <laughs> well, actually, I never had any feelings about being in real estate most of my life. I started um, in new sports. My background is in sports management and... Um, I decided to go back to school when I was 40, and that sort of cleared the path to me um, working for somebody who was in property management, kind of a part-time job. Um, While I was going, I was at Eastern Michigan, so I was commuting every day down to classes from Farmington, and um, I started working for somebody who worked in an area of our community that's um, a little less privileged. And um, I took on a a large apartment complex, um, placing homeless and Section 8 tenants. And not many people want to do that or or take on that. And so our our job really started to explode, um, me personally as well. The more people hear about somebody that wants to work in that community, mm-hmm. um, the more the more business that actually comes your way from it. And I'm currently still working in that community, not to the extent that I was, but um, that's sort of how it started with me, um, working in that, and then and then 
when you start working for outside clients, you need a real estate license in order to do that. Before, I was a typical employee working at a property management company. So then I, I said, well, I should probably get my license because I was getting more and more inquiries about taking care of properties, um, you know, in not such great areas, what most people wouldn't, you know, normally delve into. So I did. <laughs> I took my class, went to Middleton Real Estate. I'm thankful for them every day. I thought I got a great education. Um, I was a loan agent with a broker. I wasn't part of a big company. So I, I, that's how it started. And then before you knew it, people started learning I had my license, which meant real estate more than it did property management. I always sort of envisioned myself to stay in the property management sort of um, genre there and take on um, different kinds of management. Uh, knowing my background was in management, I have a, a degree in management. So that's just sort of how it happened. Um, it wasn't easy. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, and both sort of professions evolved. Um, one playing off the other as I've as I've moved through these careers. So I think this is my 14th year of property management, but maybe my eighth year of being um, licensed, actually licensed. So I worked quite a few years while I was going through school at Eastern, um, you know. So share with us what you love about property management because like we've like we've talked about it's not it's not a game for everybody um and there are ups and downs just like anything but I personally believe it does take a very special person to get into the property management game and actually enjoy it, which you've shared with me so many times, like you love, love, love what you're doing. So share with us some of like the wins, some of the things that really just keep you going, um, you know, in the property management arena. It'll probably sound um, not what everybody's expecting to hear, but it is, it's, it's the grind of taking the people that don't believe that they, and this goes for, the, goes for the real estate as well, because I tend to work with first-time home buyers and people who don't think that they have that opportunity to get housing, mm. whether it be the homeless. Like I said, I'm still, I literally this weekend was placing um, homeless some people from the homeless community into property, working with agencies and things like that. All weekend long, I did that. Um, so for me, that's what it is. Um, you know, property management looks, you know, it comes in many forms. Mm -hmm. I have larger homes up for, for lease, you know, for out-of-town clients. Um, but for me, what keeps me going back is, um, is that. You know, I don't know if you guys ever um, read Chris Linzel's um, post, he works for The Close. Anyway, he does a big real estate postings, and ironically, he had posted this weekend that um, very few um, people who are good at their profession work just for the dollar. Mm -hmm. There has to be a mission, and there has to be a purpose. Mm -hmm. I've always been a believer in that, and that is what it is for me. So even when it's the properties in Detroit, there's a bigger 
purpose there than, you know, finding somebody who wants to do a $200,000 flip on a house. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it really comes back to what your ultimate goal is in this profession, both real estate and property management. So, you know, that's where I roll. That's how I roll. So, <laughs> I it just is. I, so, I, I love it. And I, I have to keep that purpose there. I, I think that we all kind of feel that way. And Trisha and I have talked about it before is like if you come into real estate and your your main your main focus is making, you know, chasing those dollars, like you're missing out on so much fulfillment yeah. because you know, like you just said, Tracy, like you are taking people who never, who had these limiting beliefs and, or maybe who just didn't know what opportunities were right. out there and what programs were out there for them. And you're literally changing their lives. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Like it, it comes, like I was getting goosebumps because it's not about real estate or property management. Like you're using these vehicles as tools to provide access and resources that um, nobody else is. Like you said, people, a lot of people stray away from, from that because they're like, oh, there's no money or it's just frustrating or the agents themselves have limiting beliefs. Um, I hear that all the time with agents where they're like, oh, I don't want to deal with Section 8 rentals or um, I, I think it, you'd be hard pressed to probably, if you lined up 500 realtors and asked who will help these homeless people find homes yeah. I'd be surprised if you got one even out of 500 so you may you used your fire and your passion and your purpose to help others and just use these vehicles of property management and real estate and I t I just had a huge talk with Trent and his girlfriend um, and my sister Nikki about this where if you put people first the money always follows it always follows. It, it always, always follows. follows. And yeah. you're you're a prime example of that. You just put people first. You said, I want to help these people get homes that can't get homes, that don't have access, that don't have resources. I'm going to be their person. And now you've built this huge, huge thing out of it, this huge career out of it and profession out of it. And you've been able to help so many people along the way, bringing other agents and other friends of yours into it. Um, and I love when me and you, we have our one-on-one -on -one sessions and you're telling me about like the project in Detroit with the project development and the housing development and things like that. So um, maybe talk a little bit about that. Like tools that you use that help you to kind of keep organized or learn about other opportunities in the communities to to find and things like that like if I was a newly licensed person and I really wanted to get involved in making an impact on the community where where do I even start with something like that well for my tools I'm very toolless um, I, I'm not savvy on the, on all of the structures of things, but I surround myself with the people that my tools are my people. Um, I learned this really early on. And if I could take one second just to go back when I used to run the youth organizations, um, I spent, um, a great deal of time making sure all kids got to play. If you were if you had the desire to play, I got you on the field by raising the money to do that if you couldn't afford the fees to do so. So I started with some of the people, and that's how I built the community I did. Um, so 
answering that question, how do you get started, your community. To me, I am nothing without that. I served on the board for the YMCA for many years. I am, you know, was on all the, you know, I coach, I um, worked in all the organizations and I built my community. And, and those, some of those same people are on this journey with me still to this day. So I don't have any fancy tools. I use other people who know how to use the tools if I don't. And I just, I just learned it. I couldn't be the treasurer of my organizations, but I knew somebody who could. So they came in. And I think that when you run your own business like you do in real estate, you have to be smart enough to know when you need somebody to help you. You said that earlier in a clip I saw earlier. It's exactly, that's the exact truth. I am nothing without those people who show up. I love so, that. Yeah. yeah. That's what... Yeah, hire out your weaknesses. There you go. Know your strengths and surround yourself with good people and, mm -hmm. and everything works itself out. It does. That is great. It does. I, I agree. And it's hard sometimes to admit when, because I my husband will be the first person to tell you like, oh, she asked you for help. Oh, she took your help. Because <laughs> I don't like asking for help. Um, But setting your pride aside and saying, okay, I suck at spreadsheets. Who can I reach out to? who knows spreadsheets, who can help me either teach me how to do it um, or do it for me, help me along with it. And I can bring them, like you said, along on the journey. Mm -hmm. I think that's very smart because being able to, to recognize that sooner rather than later, you're saving yourself a lot of time and a lot of stress. Like I remember, um, you know, trying to put something together a while back and I didn't know how to use the program. And so I was like, I'm not going to spend two, three hours of my time trying to figure this out. And I handed it off to somebody else and was like, here, do this five or whatever. So super, super smart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you the next question we have is what's the secret sauce to keeping your clients happy? But I feel like you already kind of answered that, like you treat everybody like a million bucks. And I think that speaks volumes about you. And I think that's something that people love and kind of like, where, where do you think that came from? Like, how did you cultivate that, uh, that attitude of positivity and just gratitude? And because so many people are like, more focused on the negative, I think nowadays. Mm -hmm. And like, what can I get out of it? Like, what do you think? Like, what were your influences along the way on that? I thought the secret sauce would just be human decency. I mean, that was going to be my answer to you guys when you asked me. I, um, I think most of my life, I'm the oldest of, I have two younger sisters. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've just always been a really kind person. Yeah. Um, I've gone, obviously, through, I'm older. I've, you learn as you go. And when you get to certain age or um, through life as you go, your perspectives change. And you just have to realize that all the little things, going back to the very first question of how scared I was when I first started, my perspective has changed now. There isn't anybody that's any better, you know, or doing anything more profound than perhaps I'm doing in that moment. So you can't give away your power to really anything. Um, you just stay in your lane and you just try to remember that could be you at any moment. Mm -hmm. That's how I look at it. 
So when I work with a lot of the people, everybody has a story, and I've heard all of them in property management, <laughs> like like literally all of them. <laughs> um, uh, you, you know, but you can that could be you at any moment, and so you would hope that there'd be somebody on the other side of that application that you know was understanding. So yeah, I just that's how I look at it. I love that phrase, like, stay in your own lane, because I think that is mm-hmm. something, like, I remember when Trent was little, he asked me one time, he's like, mom, who's your enemy in real estate? And I'm like, I don't, what do you mean my enemy in real estate? And he's like, your competitor, like, who do you need to beat every day? And I was like, well, there's enough, like, real estate to go around forever for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, yeah, like, who's your enemy? And I'm like, and, and I feel like that's the difference, right? Like, those people that focus on, I need to be better than that person on the billboard, or I need to be better than that chick on the grocery cart. Like, that, you get caught in that, that comparison trap, right? And it's so easy to do. But when you take your approach where it's like, like you said, I'm not going to give away my power. I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm going to stay focused on just being a decent person and who's the next person I can help. Like, I feel like that is something that drew me to you because we are like kindred spirits in that. Like, who's the next person I can help? It's not about like what, how much money am I making off this next hour? Like, who can I help? How can I impact? And sometimes those, those little things just mean the world and they make your day so much brighter because like Kylie said, you're, you're literally changing the world for these people. Yeah, and your payback isn't always in dollar bills. Mm. The payback comes in lots of different forms. Yeah. So you have to remember that, you know. Do you have, um, do you have like a favorite, like, because I know Trisha talks a lot about that first lady that you helped who was like, oh, my God, I love you so much. Like, Sue. Do you, (laughs) she still remembered, do you have a, a favorite story or a favorite deal where you were just so, your heart was just so super blessed by, you know, what you were able to do for somebody and how you were able to come alongside them. I don't know that I have a favorite because I think what when you do what I do in the way that I do it, every story has that whatever their ending is. Mm -hmm. So somebody that I placed this weekend who had to give up her, um, uh, her, uh, dog, um, what do you call the dog support dog? Because she had to choose her housing Mm. over having this dog come with her to her. That's her whole life. Mm -hmm. So could it be that? Or is it the person that we looked and looked and looked on a first-time home buyer, and we just couldn't get anything done, and they came from a situation that no one gave them a break. They had no family. They had no anything, but here they are living in a great, you know, sprawling ranch in Livonia now, and... Um, yeah, so no, I don't have a favorite. I have lots of stories that have lots of really great endings. So, well, you're creating happy endings for everybody. Go. I love that. Yeah. I love yeah. that. You're literally giving the happily ever after. Mm-hmm. That is so awesome. It's a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. Don't don't act like it's, you know, like it's easy. Don't think coming into something mm-hmm. like this is going to be easy. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of patience. It's a lot of 
my husband saying, you need to hang up the phone. <laughs> it's like everybody's always told me, just hang up the phone. You're drawing out the conversation too long. Listen, at the end of the day, everybody just wants to be heard to whatever that is. And, and so if I put them on here and I just listen, that really just um, deflates any kind of, and again, this is a learned thing. This happened over 14 years of working <laughs> every day in this industry in, in property management. But if you can give everybody an understanding, you know, and, and their time, it tends to deflate. You're not fixing. You're not. You're not. Because you are everything they dislike of the world. Mm. But if you can just reel it in, it takes practice. <laughs> Trust me. It takes practice. <laughs> and it's not for everyone. But it works for me. That's good. Yeah, I love it. Um, so switching from people to properties, like you're, yeah. you're do you are, like everything you do basically is project development, right? Whether it's people coming from homelessness into having housing. Um, but tell us a little bit how you like, you know, take these junk box, like dilapidated yes. homes. Like we see you, they're, they're the houses I don't want to post on my Instagram cause they're not pretty, but like, that's real, right? Like you're, you're taking real life and you're sprinkling some glitter on it. So Tell us a little bit about that process. Like, how do you take one of those houses that nobody even wants anymore <laughs> and then turn it into a money-making opportunity and a beautiful, happy ending for others? Yeah. And when somebody has an a idea of how my Berlin game can get to that point. I love <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um, so how it started was um, property management, obviously working with clients, um, lots of out-of-town um, buying influx into the city of Detroit. So because I was already working down there years before this, you know, great resurrection of the city of Detroit, I already had my footprint sort of down there in the property management world. Um, and, and was taking on clients here or there, still was primarily working in a lot of the sub, um, suburbs with my property management. Um, and doing student housing in Ann Arbor and things like that. Um, some of these clients started coming out of the woodwork and wanting to purchase homes. So this was years ago. And so I, I said, boy, you know, I'm already doing their property management. Back it up and got my real estate license. So I could buy for them. I could turn the property I call it turning the property because not everybody flips most of them hold so it's just kind of turning the property and either you know flipping or selling um or holding the property and that way I was getting the property management on the back side because most of the people at the at the time that were buying in Detroit were holders um so that's how I started I started then adding my real estate portion into the front end of the deal actually purchasing for them, then contracting and doing the work for them, and then property management on the back, which is what I'm currently doing. Um, I would say over 50% of my business right now is exactly that. So we've got um, out-of-town clients. 90% of the people we deal with are out-of-town, out-of-the-country, some of them. Um, 
However, I've seen a little bit of a shift now where people aren't buying such dilapidated properties. I have sold um, deals to investors that are turned already, that they are now airbnb or short-term rental, or I'm putting corporate in there, or things like that. So they aren't dumping. They can, obviously, during COVID, um, construction was really pushed back in terms of turnaround time, which is hold time for an investor which creates, you know, an expense. It's an expense when you're holding the property and you can't get contractors there. So um, everything sort of got pushed back. But um, that's how. That's, um, we were going into some of these, like you wouldn't even believe. <laughs> like, like some of my places right now don't have, a, don't have floors. When I post those things on Facebook, I am for real. You know, like what I see out there. <laughs> so um, I'm standing right next to it, and I can't believe what I'm looking at. So then I take a picture. <laughs> Is this happening? No. Um, but, uh, and that's how, that's how we do it. So we have sort of a three-prong approach. We can buy and sell for you. Um, I, have I have a great contracting crew that we're working with right now that does a lot of work for the city of Detroit, which is very helpful for us because code-wise and everything, we're very schooled in that. And then the back end, we're in property managing. Yeah. And so a lot of the turns are now coming to fruition, you know, through the backup of the construction, and they're coming online now. And... Um, yeah, we'll we'll continue to do that as long as you know the market is is where it it is with these investors coming in, and I think I think it'll be a while still for the city of Detroit. And I think it's important um, for our listeners, like if you yourself or you know someone who's been thinking about investing, it's really important that they get someone like you who has like that piece, that that vendor, that contractor piece, um, having a history in property management as well. I know that was the piece that was always the struggle was getting a good contractor mm -hmm. and not only getting a good contractor, but one that wouldn't steal from you, wouldn't ghost you actually was doing a good job like you mentioned getting it up to city code mm -hmm. so much money and time can get lost if you just grab the cheapest guy or someone right. you found on craigslist and they rob you or the city comes in and they're like this is junk everything's wired the wrong way everything you didn't pull permits right like those little details the devil's in the details and like you said it's time it's money so when you have a person in a company you can trust like yourself where you've been there, you've done it, you have a process, you have procedures, you have people, like you are the full package and you're out there to do some good, not just make a dollar. Like yes. that's what people need to be looking for and finding is that. And many of our contractors had gone through the ringer, mm -hmm. you know, prior, lost a lot of money where people didn't show up to finish the job. And now, you know, you have to get your CFO in Detroit. There's no fooling around. You must do it. Part of our management contract is you will get this because we're not taking on anybody who will not abide by the rules of what the city is trying to do down there. Mm -hmm. And so um, there are quite a few still out there that call that don't want to, you know, that want to skim by, and we're just not into it anymore. You need to up your game if you want to be part of this rebirth that's going on and you know, you want to be an investor with that comes, you know, your duty to the city that you're doing the business in. 
Yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, that's a good spot for us to pause one second. Make sure you come back because Tracy is going to give us three action items for all of you to take home. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Do you know more than 80% of real estate agents fail and quit in their first year of business? MyStarsAcademy.com has set out to solve this problem by providing a convenient, expert-based training and coaching program for both agents and brokers. The Agent Accelerator program teaches agents everything they need to know to level up their business, have a constant flow of free leads, convert those leads into clients, and take those clients to the closing table and keep them coming back for more as repeat business. Our industry experts have years of proven success in the business and are here to share that gold through one-on-one coaching. This will help you achieve more structure and work-life balance. We will map you a plan you can follow, which will guide you through the steps to scale and grow in both your business and personal life. Don't be a statistic. Visit MyStarsAcademy.com and enroll today so you can get the success you deserve. All right, so welcome back to Elite Life Podcast. We're here with our friend Tracy, who is queen of real estate, property management, and all things uh, helping people. Mm-hmm. So um, we just wanted to jump right back in and kind of get your take on how you combat the hard days in real estate and property management. So what do you do to make sure that Tracy's taken care of? How do you put your own oxygen mask on first so that you can then be a blessing to other people in the community? Let's see. Self-care. Still working on that. But I do go to the gym every morning. 5.30 every morning, 25 years doing that. I have a great group of friends. Um, Are good. uh, I love this time of year because I have a really close friend that we get out and we walk and run. Well, hmm. we're always injured in some way. So it's it's sort of like moved on to the walk. We're the walking group now. But but I make sure that I do that and I surround myself with – with I think some of the best people in the world so um I also like to put my iPod on and yes I still have an iPod and I'm not giving it up even though my children are like that was discontinued 20 years ago (laughs) but (laughs) I still have my iPod and I jam out to music and what are you uh, listening what do you listen to anything from Billy Idol to um Jeff Leppard I'm an 80s chick um, to some of the new music, but yeah, and I'm a huge Yacht Rock fan, so I do the Yacht Rock in the car. If you don't know what Yacht Rock is, you should turn it on. <laughs> um, so, producer it, Dave says it's good stuff. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, you gotta do Yacht Rock, um, and then have the '80s channel as well. But um, so, so really, I do, I do that. I love to be, I love alone time. Um, I love, like, by myself time. I'm a self-talker, so even though I have alone time, I'm always self-talking myself through whatever it is that's going on. Um, And so that's how I sort of get through a lot of the hard of real estate. It's not always easy, um, but my hard can always be worse. So, um, again, I think it comes from how you set yourself up in your own life. Um, 
you know, it can always be worse. So if it's not working out, we're all frustrated at times. It took me, I mean, I just came from a deal that was like a month trying to close. That's just, that's just a frustration that, that isn't enough to make my heart be as hard as some people. Mm. So I just leave it there. I just really do. It's perspective. perspective. Again, it goes back to the whole, you just have to, you learn that in life though. Again, early on, I wasn't always like this, of course. You know, I had three kids and did the whole thing and there's all those. Now I have three grown children, which just is the same, only it's different. <laughs> it never same, goes same, away. But different. <laughs> yeah, just know it never goes away for kind of you with young ones and you in the middle of both of us. So <laughs> uh, it just changes, and so does your. You, you just have to look at it differently. That's all. I love that. I love that yeah. so much. Um, I was feeling that this week. I was telling Trisha, I was like, I'm going to commit arson this week. <laughs> My perspective is so off. And then, you know, having having that perspective check is super important. I love that. Yeah, because I love what she said. Like, this is an inconvenience. This isn't yeah. – cancer is hard. Yes. This problem is an inconvenience to my day. Yeah. And after today, it won't be an inconvenience anymore. And in real estate, like, that's so true. Like, this is an inconvenience for the next, like, 30 days tops. Mm-hmm. And then I will never think about these things again. Right. So, right. That's so – True. And it is a learned way of living. I believe Mm -hmm. that is a learned, the more you go through life and the more challenges that come up, the more you learn how to adjust how you look at things. It just, it it is. That's how life is though. That's life. Yeah. In a nutshell, that is life. And so (laughs) things happen and you just roll with the dice. (laughs) Right. I love that so much. So here's a question. Um, if you were not doing real estate and property management, what would you be doing? Well, my 10-year ten year, ten year ago self would have told you I wouldn't have been a social worker because I, I did uh, do have a background in sociology, but I should have been a social worker. Now, I give kudos to the people in, in that realm of work because I don't know that I could be that person Mm. so there I look at that and think that's probably why I wasn't a social worker (laughs) even though my whole life I was like I'm going to be a social worker whatever I'm a social worker in my own way Mm -hmm. because there are different levels of working there you know I happen to be in the housing end of social work I like to say because I still work with social workers I still you know, do things like that. Um, but I am just helping with the housing end of it. And that's my role. So um, my now self would like to kick back and take it easy. <laughs> but, no. So if not real estate retired is what you're right, saying. You <laughs> I don't think like it's, I, you know, that's one aspect of the industry that I really love is that you can't, you can retire or you cannot. Right. You yeah. know, our friend Phil, his grandma, um, she worked real estate. I mean, she's 90 something now and she worked real estate well into her 80s, I believe. And, you know, she just, she just rocked it. I mean, she had a little black book of clients and she just went along and did her thing. And, you know, it was, it's rewarding. And like I said, you can, you can create yourself a place where you can retire. Or you cannot. 
Yeah. And I love like how all three of us, like our lives run along those same lines. Like I was going to be a doctor. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. That is for the best because I always say that in like stars training. I'm like, you know, as stressful or as scared as you are of this new job at the end of the day, like nobody dies. And yeah. like, I think about that. Like if I had to, now that I have children and I'm a grown up, like if I had to walk out of an operating room and be like, I'm sorry, like you just lost somebody in your life. Like, I don't know that I could do that. So like God knew this isn't the job for you. Yep. We're going to go sell some houses. Like you said, we're going to change lives in a different in way. A different way. So we're still changing lives, but just in the way that our, our life was purposed for, not necessarily in the way that we thought our life was purposed. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's so true. And um, I feel like we touched on a lot of these, mm -hmm. a lot of these questions. So let's get to Tracy's uh, top three pieces of advice because everything you've shared with us has been so awesome. Um, you've given us a really great insight into the different ways because I mean real estate isn't just buying and selling houses I mean you have created an empire the Arlington empire <laughs> where you are helping people buy their homes renovate their homes lease their homes care for the people in their homes um and you you just like got a nice 360 win going on um and so if you could give three action steps or three little tidbits for people to put into practice or to think about to make their business or make their life better, what are those three? Number one, hands down, is to surround yourself by the right people. Not everybody in your life, well, shouldn't be in your life, but they may not be in the parts of your life that you need to put the pieces together. I've been really fortunate. Now, through my years, people have come and gone just like everybody else. But ultimately, the people that I have surrounded me now are, are what, you know, help to get me to what I'm doing. It's difficult every day to do, no matter what any job anybody has or profession they have. Um, you have to have the right people. And it took me a while to figure out that in the in the real estate world. It, it go, yes, it property management wise, I've had my people um, in in you know little league sports. I always had my people. I have the best of friends from there. but I still sort of stayed inside the muck of um, you know, until, I crossed the path with you guys, and I feel like when that happened, I was like, I have to tell other people because until you have that around you, you don't know what you don't have. Mm. And so, yes, I could be doing my own thing as a broker, but that isn't the right thing for me to be doing, and you have to come to that space in order to to know that. So here I am now. <laughs> Better late than ever. Around the right people. Yay. And when you find that, yeah, then you're then then um, then everything just starts to move in an order that it should have probably been moving in ten years before. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you, you are where you are when you're supposed to be there, and that's always been a way that that I've lived. I try to tell my husband that when he's driving, you're where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. 
So don't argue with the guy in front of you because he may be preventing you from something worse. So just try to be in where you are. That's my second thought. If you can remember that, no matter what's going on around you, just center yourself and remember that. Mm, that you're like where that. you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. 100% believer in that my whole life. So, and then for my third one, third piece of advice, just keep going. Just keep going. What's meant to cross your path will cross your path. Um, I tend to be a faithful person, so I've, I'm a believer in that as well. Um, I don't think anything that I've said there is something people haven't heard over their, their life, but you have to put it into practice. All of it has to be put into practice. So hopefully that helps someone. New agents, follow that. <laughs> I think we all need to hear that. I'm over here like, yes, right. <laughs> give an amen. Preach. <laughs> Preach. Oh, God, yes. people said amen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yes. it's so true, too, because, I mean, I – even in my own life, like, again, until I was around the right people who were there to not only, you know, help me along with my own aspirations, but to help me remove the limiting beliefs that I had, you know, coming from, you know, blue collar family, very humble beginnings, you know, it never, cro I mean, it never crossed my mind that I could potentially, you know, make a million dollars in a year or even in a lifetime. I mean, like, I don't even know what that looks like, right? So um, I love everything that you shared with us. It's so inspiring, so fire, and 100% agree that if you can, like Tracy said, put those things into practice, surround, and, and, and it's hard sometimes to part ways with people. I've had lots of people in my life who, um, you know, they weren't um, – I don't want to say they weren't on my level. They were just meant for something different. And, you know, it's people are in your life for a reason and people are in your life for a season. And sometimes you have to say, okay, Frank, like we don't, it's not that we can't be friends anymore, but like you, I, and I've got people in my family that I personally just don't hang out with because every time we hang out, it's negativity, negativity, negativity. And when I try to speak light into their life of, things that I've learned from you, things that I've learned from you, things that I've learned from my faith, like they're just not at that space to hear it. Um, and so you definitely having the right people around you who are motivating you and supporting you. I mean, you can't get rid of all of them. Like my dad's still begging me to get a real job, <laughs> but it's in it's patience. It's like you said, you learn as you go, you grow as you go. So I'm so glad you stopped by today to share all those wonderful things with us yeah me too this was so fantastic tracy so we really appreciate it um any last uh words or things you wanted any to go through <laughs> any last words <laughs> last thoughts any any no. other thoughts you wanted to share we didn't give you the space and platform and time to share i just think that if people are starting out in property management real estate you need to understand that there is great opportunity in a bunch of different ways. It isn't just about taking your best friend's family out to find a home. There are, there are so many levels of, of real estate, uh, the big umbrella of real estate, that keep your mind open. It doesn't have to be what the guy sitting next to you is doing. You can make your own way in, you know, in this industry. So I think 
in like you said earlier, there's opportunity for everyone always in real estate. You just have to, you know, sur again, surround yourself with people that can show you those different doors, you know. Um, and I'm always open to that. I'm always open to taking, you know, somebody on, showing them. It's not always pretty, so <laughs> don't come out dressed up and stuff. <laughs> um, there are. It's a, there's a ton of opportunity, and um, I want people to know that for sure. So for our listeners out there who may be investors, who need the connection of a very trustworthy property manager, a very trustworthy um, building and design company, you want to give a little plug for, for you and your people? How do they find you? How do they find you? They find us. Um, we're Arlington. We're operating under Arlington Management Group. You can um, find our website there, Arlington Management Group. Dot com. I think we just we're, we have a new one. Uh, we're on Facebook. Um, you can also hit us up through Elite Realty. You can yeah. find me through there. I'm more than happy to meet with anyone. We travel to meet people as well. So um, lots of Zooms we do. Um, or you can call me. Yeah, we'll drop we'll drop Tracy's email yes. and phone number and website in the show notes for you yep. um, under whatever platform you're listening on. So definitely look her up, come and have a chat with her, have a Zoom with her. Um, if you need a property, if you're an investor, if you're a tenant, she's here to help. And yeah. that's super exciting. I love it. This has been great. Thank you so much, everybody, for stopping by this week. Don't forget to share this episode with a friend um, on whatever platform you're on. Give us a drop us a love note. Give us a comment. The five stars are awesome. We totally appreciate that. And don't forget to come back next week for more fire, motivation, and elite living. that work? Yeah. We thank you so much for joining us today on the Elite Live with Trish and Kylie. Be sure to share the episode with a friend so we can continue bringing you more great tips on grit, grace, and real estate. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook. We hope the ideas we share continue to help you build an empire and leave a legacy.